Hi, and welcome to California One. My name is Jojo Joseph, coming to you from San Diego, California. We are headed into the triple header of all triple headers uh, Mexico, Brazil, and Qatar. Uh, the championship race is as tight as it could be uh, after a phenomenal United States Grand Prix performance by Max Verstappen. Um, he's got a 12-point lead on his rival, Lewis Hamilton, uh, but we still don't know what's going to happen. So many what-ifs headed into the final five races. Uh, you're going to have three races in a row uh, on three different continents, uh, which is going to test the drivers. It's going to test the mechanics. It's going to test... Uh, everyone involved with this uh, with this whole circuit, um, it's going to be pretty phenomenal. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, who knows what's going to happen? There's just so much going on right now. We're just going to dive right in uh, to to go through each driver, uh, what to expect from from them this weekend. There's going to be a lot of people who are interested to see if Max is able to extend his lead, or if Lewis is able to catch up, or maybe take the lead himself. Um, there's really two things that really could determine uh, whether this championship gets blown wide open for either driver. Uh, the first one is going to be reliability issues. Uh, that tends to go toward Mercedes. Uh, Toto Wolf was going on saying, yes, um, you know, they feel confident in their engines and their power units, uh, but there's a chance uh, you know, that Mercedes could have some reliability issues. That would be really bad. That would be catastrophic for Lewis Hamilton. Uh, and his title run. The second, um, and I, I really don't want to jinx anyone or anything, would be if uh, either racer has some type of retirement uh, or some type of crash uh, or some type of incident which causes him not to finish the race. Uh, again, going back to Total Wolf, he had an interview where he's talking about potentially going into the last race. You could have a Senna Prost uh, incident where they're just going so hard that they end up crashing into each other. I hope that's not the case. I hope that both drivers uh, are able to finish all uh, the remaining five races and race to the best of their abilities, which is uh, pretty impressive considering they're both very impressive drivers. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm just hoping that you know for the next five races, uh, you're going to see an absolute masterclass from both drivers like we've been seeing, um, and we're going to get drama up until the last race. That's, that's the best we can hope for. For Max Verstappen, He's got a 12-point lead, uh, but he is not resting on his laurels. He's already coming out saying, we need to nail this now. There's no, hey, we're, we have the lead and we have time. He wants to go into this triple header and come out of it the champion. And he wants to go in there and win every single race. He's locked on on what he needs to do, and he's looking forward to getting it done. For Lewis Hamilton, uh, you know, same thing. He's trying to stay as focused as possible. He has had some media appearances over the last couple weeks uh, since the United States Grand Prix, but... To be honest, I think that he's you know in, he's in a good spot. He's in a good headspace, and he's ready to go. I think when you look at these two drivers, they're you know they're they're trying to be as comfortable and as confident as possible, trying not to overthink things, uh, and just ready to go. Really, it's going to just come down to you know just you know make, not making mistakes, and they're going to both have to have a little bit of luck. Um, you know, and both of them have had their fair share of good luck and bad luck. Um, you know, obviously uh, Italy uh, Monza was definitely. Uh, bad luck for both. Uh, Great Britain was terrible luck for, for Max. Um, and then, obviously, with, uh, with Lewis in Azerbaijan and Baku, he had his uh, fair share of bad luck. Where Russia, both of them, 
had great luck. So we're, we're, we need to see what happens. Um, you know, I, I could honestly flip a coin. I can't even predict what's going to happen. The season's already been so crazy, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I think with, with Mercedes, um, the questions for them are going to be, are they getting the most out of this W12 car? It seems like Red Bull has just matched them and exceeded them. Every time you think that you hear Mercedes is going to have pace, they're going to have power, they're going to be able to come through, it looks kind of like it, but then it ends up not being the case, which speaks volumes on Lewis, the fact that he's able to stay as competitive. Uh, but that being said, uh, you know, rumors abound between, you know, are, is their car going to, you know, and, and the engines, are they going to last the last five races? Are they going to have some type of performance upgrade uh, that we haven't seen just yet? Um, we'll see. Uh, number three in the standings, another person to help benefit from that, Valtteri Bottas, you know, sitting at uh, third place. He's in a comfortable spot for third place, but, you know, him having great performance is going to be very, very uh, important to the Mercedes team. Uh, you know, using him as a, as a defensive marker, using him to get pole positions, to get in front of Max, get in between Max. His defending hasn't been great, let's be completely honest, but they're going to need him, you know, uh, they're in the driver's seat for the Constructors' Championship, uh, but really when it comes down to this Drivers' Championship as well, Valtteri's going to have to do a great, great job. Moving on uh, to someone who is, I'm going to predict, going to have a phenomenal weekend in Mexico, Sergio Perez. Uh, he is hyped up for it. If you haven't seen his race suit yet for the for the Mexican Grand Prix, you should check it out. It's a nice little homage to uh uh, to Mexico, the mariachi singers. Um, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, now, this is a race that, you know, it's been on his mind for a while. You know, he's been racing in, in Formula One for quite some time, and he's done a very great job. Uh, but every driver wants to win their home Grand Prix. Uh, it's near and dear to his heart. Um, they didn't get to race the last couple of years because of COVID, uh, or last year because of COVID. So it's going to be uh, something, you know, he's been a great teammate so far, but I think at this point, he really wants to get that win in front of his in front of his uh, home crowd. So, don't look for for Sergio to be the best teammate uh, as far as uh, helping Max win. I think he's going to be the best teammate as far as making sure he wins and gets in front and does uh, everything well. But when you look at the history of this track, uh, the last four races has been Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton. So uh, it's it's really uh, you know for Sergio to win, he's going to have to beat out two people who are currently ahead of him in the standings, who are currently phenomenal drivers, who've won here before. So, uh, But I'm kind of rooting for him. I kind of want him to do really, really well, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on uh, to the McLaren team coming off uh, you know, uh, the United States Grand Prix. Gianna Ricardo in fifth place, Landon Norris in eighth place. Uh, both drivers uh, did really well. I think, especially Daniel, he's been all over the media here in the United States. He was on the Ellen DeGeneres show the other day. He was really living it up. It looks like both drivers are in a good headspace uh, to get down to Mexico. Um, you know, when you look at the constructor standing, uh, they are definitely looking to capitalize, as is Ferrari, Charles and, and Carlos as well. Uh, both drivers have done really well, very consistent. Um, and so you're looking at that third place battle as, you know, the, obviously the glory is going to be for the World Drivers Championship, but that third place battle is definitely something to see. If you saw the opening lap of the United States Grand Prix, where you saw both McLarens and both Ferraris tussling it out and fighting it out, uh, that was pretty thrilling in and of itself. So look for that battle to continue here in Mexico. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen between both of these teams 
and all four of these drivers, all of them have looked really, really great. All of them have looked like they've had great form uh, personally, um, and they've all been consistent. You know, they, some of them have had a little bit of bad luck here and there, but overall they've been really, really consistent. And we'll see if that consistency holds up, uh, and it should lead to a thrilling third-place battle between the two teams. Uh, moving on to someone who hasn't had consistency, Pierre Gasly. You know, here's a great driver who, you know, has just had really terrible luck. Um, you know, third retirement, 13th, 6th, and then retirement. So that's been his last four races. Um, you know, obviously nothing to write home about. He could do better than this. I think he's setting up again to, to, to kind of put his shoulders out there and, and get out there and do extremely well. His teammate Yuki Tsunoda finished in ninth. Um, you know, Yuki's been posting taco pictures. I think he's pretty comfortable down there in Mexico. Pretty excited for this race. Um, I would expect both of those guys to do well. I, I don't think that they're going to um, uh, struggle too much in Mexico. Um, I think both of them should do relatively fine. One team I'm very keen on seeing um, is the Alpine team. Fernando Alonso, I think, is going to have a really, really good time uh, this weekend. Um, I, I think that he's kind of, you know, the wily old cat that he is has been kind of biding his time. He had a little bit of bad luck in the United States Grand Prix, as is his teammate Esteban Ocon. Uh, but I really do think that he's going to come out swinging. I think he's going to come out um, and uh, he's going to shock a lot of people. I think the Alpine will do fine. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but uh, we'll, we'll see how he does. Um, you know, for moving on to the Aston Martin team. Again, I think you're going to see Seb do a great performance. Lance is, uh, you know, we'll see. He's been consistently middle tier, and I've said that numerous times. He's, you know, not not doing anything terrible, not doing anything great. Um, so really, it's going to come down to Seb to see what he's being able to do. There's been times where he's been showing some flashes of brilliance. He's had some times where he's had a bit of bad luck, uh, but we'll see how things uh, roll out for him. With the Williams team, uh, the news from them that's been coming out. Um, you know, obviously George is moving on to Mercedes, Alex Albon's coming in, but it sounds like Williams is kind of already punting uh, on next year's regs. They've been coming out there saying, well, we're going to be a little bit behind and maybe we're not going to be up this enough. Who knows if that's gamesmanship or whatnot, but, um, you know, it kind of explains why they have maybe an increase in performance they're investing in this year maybe. Uh, but who knows what's going to happen with them. Uh, both drivers, uh, I think, like I said, are, are just going to aim to chip away, work on their racecraft, nothing, nothing to write home about nothing to uh, really dwell on it's just honestly i think both of them are going to aim for great qualifying performances and hold on to those positions as the race goes as they've been doing all season moving on to the uh, alfa romeo team this one is interesting there was a bit of news coming on that uh the andretti's family um uh wanted to purchase the alfa romeo team uh that they had a deal in place but then uh Sauber came through and said oh you have to pay for operational costs as well uh to the tune of $250 million. Um, they walked away uh, from that, and, you know, I think that deal falls through. So the Andretti family here in, in the United States is not going to purchase that team. That being said, um, it leaves Alfa Maria to look for other partners, uh, one of which brings Guan Yu Zhou back into play. So poor Antonio. Kimi Raikkonen's on his way out. Obviously, he's going to be replaced by Valter Bottas. Um, so for him, he's got a, a career doing something else or retired. Who knows? Uh, but uh, for poor Antonio, uh, his fate is still unknown. Um, we'll see what happens uh, if, if, if someone says anything one way or the other, but it's not looking good for him. Uh, but like I said, the best he could do is just 
try to still get back into the points. He's only been in the points once uh, this year, but he's also finished 11th three times, so just fit missing out on the points three times as well. Uh, so should have been a lot better, but uh, we'll, we'll see how he does. And then moving on to the Haas team, um, you know, you're, we're not expecting too much, obviously, from them. Uh, it is a bit interesting to see how much better Mick Schumacher has been uh, has been uh, compared to his, his teammate as far as uh, their, their, their race pace. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see. Um, I'm not sure, quite sure really, um, you know, what to expect out of Nikita moving into next year, to be completely frank. Um, you know, he obviously is very confident in himself, but... Uh, at the same time, um, he's really not cutting it, to be completely frank. Uh, but, like I said, we're going to move on to, to, to Mexico. It's going to be phenomenal. The last uh, four winners are the two championship ri uh, rivals. Um, and this is a great track. Uh, if you've watched these races or been to this race, if you've been to the race, I'm jealous of you because I am dying to go there. Um, I am eager to see what's going to happen. They do such a great job. They, the crowd is great. Uh, the stands looks amazing. The layout of the track, uh, you know, what is that? Twelve uh, 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 turn thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, where you know you're going all through the grandstands on, on the way to the final straight. That's where they do the trophy presentation, not not on the start finish, but right there where they they bring the car up on the stage and everything. It's a fun show. So this if this is your first time watching the Mexican Grand Prix, make sure you watch all the way through the end to the uh, trophy presentations because it's going to be a phenomenal time. Um, Moving on and talking a little bit more about uh, what's been going on uh, with the Miami Grand Prix tickets. I was going to hype them up. <laughs> I was going to sit there and tell you, hey, you need to go buy tickets. This is who you need to talk to. You know, this is uh, how you could get tickets. And, and they sold out. According to them, the Miami Grand Prix for next year is already sold out. The tickets were extremely expensive. Um, when you saw the prices, they're up there. Uh, and, of course, I guess they're doing the whole Miami thing uh, that they uh, – that they uh, uh, are, are, are known for and everything. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that's good news for them. It's good news for the United States of America. Uh, good news for Formula One that they were able to get that sold out. It's going to be May 8th. Um, bad news for me because I wanted to go and, uh, yeah, didn't get tickets. So maybe I'll go on to uh, either Canada or Austin or Canada, Austin, and Mexico. Who knows? We'll see what, where life takes me. Uh, but that being said, there's also news and rumors that there will be a third United States race. So one that's been on the radar for Formula One for a while is Las Vegas. Um, now, if you imagine how expensive Miami is going to be, Las Vegas is going to be a bit more expensive. If you imagine how glamorous Miami is going to be, even though it is on a, on a parking lot outside of uh, uh, Miami's uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Um, yeah, just imagine what a race in Las Vegas will be like. I think it's going to be... Uh, pretty phenomenal. So we'll see what, what they're able to do, if that's able to come into play. Um, but I also personally think that, you know, having three races here in the United States, me personally, I'm going to be pretty spoiled and say that's great, but I also want to see a race in South Africa. I think that, uh, you know, Formula One, it is a world sport, and I think they need to be on every single continent uh, and find places to race uh, to represent everyone. So I, I think that uh, you know, they, they do need to make a move out there and uh, get that done. Um, yeah, and then let me see if what else is going on in news-wise. I, I don't know if really there's too much going on. Everyone's been really focused on uh, on the, the uh, championship battle, to be honest with you. Um, but really, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't really see anything 
um, too cha- too different other than the fact that you know there's going to be a lot of changes for 2022. They are looking at six sprint races in 2022. That is something that is on the radar. Uh, they had three this year, I think. Um, and uh, even though they're not popular, uh, they do bring in ratings. So you know, like I said. Um, you know, they're not popular with, I should say this differently, they're not popular with the traditional fan, um, and I'm not sure if uh, the, the drivers like it so much, but they have been bringing in ratings, there's no doubt about that. So uh, I think that extra day of quote-unquote racing uh, does do uh, well for Formula One, so look to, for them to add on uh, those six sprint races. Uh, we'll see which uh, tracks they're going to be at, but um, regardless, I think that's going to be, it's good that they're trying something new. Uh, maybe they'll tweak the rules on the sprint race and go from there, but they're not going to do reverse, uh, reverse grid. So I guarantee you that'll, that'll never happen. And then the last thing that sort of popped on the radar today, um, this is kind of exciting. We'll see if it's going to happen. Porsche is looking to potentially get into F1. Uh, things are looking good. It looks like those talks that Porsche has had, and they've done a bit of research, um, and, and a little bit of, a. uh, a discovery and, and uh, it looks like Porsche is potentially going to be able to get into Formula One sometime soon um, as a standalone team. So not not as an engine supplier, but as their own race team. That would obviously be pretty phenomenal. Um, the for- direction of Formula One right now, um, as they're in the turbo hybrid era, they will be looking to get into sustainable fuel. So this is interesting to me because Porsche and a lot of the German automakers have been looking to move toward electric. Um, that's their big, you know, uh, movement right now from driving cars. So for Porsche to say, oh, okay, let's go back into Formula One. At the same time, Formula One a couple weeks ago saying they're looking at the sustainable fuel. Um, that tells me that there's going to be some big changes and some really cool developments technology-wise. And now the one thing, I, as I said before, I'm not a technology expert. This is not a podcast where I sit there and talk about technology just because I'm not going to be an expert by any stretch of imagination. But when you do see Porsche uh, and and these uh, you know constructors and these engine suppliers, you know going back to Formula One, if that's the first one where they're going to go back in, um, that tells me that maybe there's something really cool and maybe the internal combustion engine is not going to go the way to the dinosaur uh, as we thought. But um, but for now we'll see what happens. I'm pretty excited. I've always wanted to get a Porsche. It's a dream of mine. It's a dream that might be coming true soon, but we'll see. But in any case, though, um, that's enough for today. I could go on and on and ramble on, but I'm not going to. Um, we are going to touch base with all of you at the recap of the Mexican Grand Prix. I am, you know, just because it's a triple header, I am probably going to preview the previous race or the or the upcoming race with the recap as well. That way we're not inundating you with so many episodes um, and, quite frankly, uh, uh, double-talking. So thank you for all the subscribers out there. I know that some of you have been loyal listeners throughout this all. Um, and make sure you let you know uh, your friends to subscribe and, and listen. Make sure you send feedback. I'm going to put our links in the title or in the comments, I'm sorry, so you could uh, uh, go ahead and follow and send comments and feedback. So, again, I appreciate every single one of you around the world. Uh, we're in 55 countries right now and looking to add more. So we'll see where that goes. Have a great day and talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.